Hello there and welcome to today's GG Replay for Wednesday, August 18th, 2021. GG Replay is a Monday, Wednesday, Friday podcast where we break down the latest in gaming news hosted by the Goodnight Groofs, us, a place for games and a place for goofs. Still, we're working on the slogan, but until then, I am Paul and I am joined by Matt. Like I say, until then, until like then. I'll stop being Paul when we find out a proper slogan. <laughs> uh, <laughs> how are you doing today, Matt? I'm good, as you can see. Cut the uh, cut the hairs here. Fresh cut, fresh cut. You know, are you one of those people? You know, when someone's like, uh, "Did did you get your hair cut?" You're like, "No, I got them all cut." Are you one of those kind of people? Oh, no, I've never said that, but I actually I like that. That's one of the few dad. I mean, I like a good dad joke, but that's one of the ones where I'm like, "That's good. That's clever. I, I think it's funny." I on occasion will will pull that joke out. Yeah, it's a that seems like something you'd be all over. I'm not gonna lie to you. But yes, I got the fresh cut here. It's much uh, shorter now than it was. I always get the classic, you know, just go the the four on the sides, the five on the top. I've done that since nice. I was maybe fifteen. So yeah, you're like a maintenance. You just do one big haircut and yeah. then you let it grow out and then you do another big haircut. And I I have been like that, although I do style the top more, so I keep more long in the top this is a bad to talk about hair the day i'm wearing a hat but um but but i do uh i do that but i will say yeah um i usually i'm starting to try to cut my own hair and do more like do it every few weeks maybe I, it's okay. been about a month probably i should get to it but yeah i'm trying i'm trying to get a little bit more don't never let it get too crazy never let it get too short just always do it the way i want it but i don't know we'll see i might just end up falling back into the old too short for a while perfect and then too long for a while the old <laughs> the classic haircut life I'm just going to go ahead and say this is it for, <laughs> for Haircut Talk. We're, this is a gaming podcast. This is GG Replay. And actually, we have something really exciting to announce about GG Replay for all of you out there listening. Matt, as you take a sip of coffee, please regale us with our awesome uh, news we have to talk about. Yes, we have an announcement. Uh, we're going to have our first ever GG Replay Live. That's how we're branding it. Uh, this is going to be for Gamescom 2021 opening night live on August 25th. We'll be on Twitch, twitch.tv slash goodnightgroofs. We'll be live watching the show together, reacting. It's going to be uh, myself, Paul, and Mike. Pre-show, mm -hmm. we're going to start at 1.30 p.m. Eastern. So that's 30 minutes before the show officially starts. So we'll just be hanging out, maybe maybe predicting what we'll see and stuff like that. And then the VOD, um, the VOD is going to be uploaded to YouTube after. So if you can't catch it live, We'll put the VOD up on YouTube for you. And uh, yeah, go go over to twitch.tv slash goodnightgroups. Give it a follow so you'll be alerted when we go live. And there's a link on, on our website, goodnightgroups.com as well. So check us out for our first ever GG Replay Live. Love it. So exciting. And I think we will, uh, we are hoping to maybe do some Twitch streaming, play some games on there too at some point too. So yeah, definitely good to give it a follow. Check it out. We will be going live on there more shortly as we... You know get into the fall season that's that's really i feel like it's a good streaming time that's when you started streaming last year yeah nice little like fall stream yeah play some scary games yeah all right matt just before we get started on the real show here if you come across any necessary corrections and by you i don't mean you matt i mean you at home uh in today's episode then send them to ggreplayshow at gmail.com or head down to the youtube comments below and leave us a comment let us know so we can address them in the next episode matt the reviews are in uh it is one review today it is uh a game 
uh, a lot of us have been excited for, mainly Mike. Mike's really excited for this game. It's called 12 Minutes. I'm sure we've all heard about it. Interactive time-looping story. We have James McAvoy, Daisy Ridley. We have Willem Dafoe. This is an all-star cast in an interesting game, a looping story game. Yeah. Uh, got a 78 on Open Critic. Out tomorrow, the 19th. I mean, honestly, I was expecting it to get a little more. It's not a bad score by any means. Uh, it's going to be day one on Game Pass, which is exciting. I will be playing this game uh, hopefully this week. I'd like to play it. I think it's not going to be a super long experience. So I'm, I'm really psyched. Uh, but yeah, kind of kind of shocked to see a 78. I was hoping to maybe see it bump a little higher with all those actors involved. Yeah, it's it's a little bit lower than I was expecting too. I'm thinking I I haven't read any of the reviews yet. I, I don't want to I don't want to get spoiled by reviews, same. so I just watched like launch trailer stuff today. I'm thinking that it might just be a little light on actual gameplay. That's kind of what I'm yeah. what I'm guessing. You know, where like where you're kind of coming from, like you're kind of stuck in the loop to do like what they tell you, and you're kind of just like experiencing the story that way. Maybe. That could be too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Mm-hmm. But I'm, I'm, you know, if it's a good story, I'm excited about that. Obviously, yeah. good actors, well-known actors mm-hmm. doing this. So, yeah, I'm, I'm excited about that. I'm a big James McAvoy. Same. Ever since Split? Oh, my God. The guy can act He's anything. Great. He's crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I'm excited to just experience the story. You know, whether the, the gameplay necessarily is great or not. We, we went over this with Order 1886. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but that was just aggressively <laughs> bad gameplay. So, yeah. as long as it's not that, I'll, I'll enjoy the story. If it's a little handholdy or whatever, like it might, it'll still be good to just experience the story. Matt and I definitely enjoy playing through some kind of Annapurna style, you know, indie yeah. story games. So shorter I'm interested stuff in too. something. Yeah, shorter Bite stuff. Size. So yeah, I'm very interested in taking a bite out of this game when it comes out tomorrow for free, quote unquote, uh, <laughs> on Game Pass, which is exciting. Uh, let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. Pokemon. It's Pokemon. Pokemon. It was Pokemon Day. I mean, it wasn't actually. There is gotta a Pokemon Day. It was not Pokemon Day. Gotta catch them all. Gotta catch all this news about Pokemon. First off, let's talk about the less exciting thing, but still pretty interesting. The more divisive thing. Po- Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl. I think some of the hardcores are still a little divided from what I've seen. Uh, maybe not adding some of those like end game mechanics and things like that that a lot of people are looking for. I will say as a casual Pokemon fan, it looks like a blast. It looks really adorable. Uh, the little chibi style. Uh, yeah. The art looks really clean. Um, everything looks, you know, beefed up. It just looks like a nicer, more, you know. I mean, I mean, let's be honest. This remake, sh- why should this remake be like a massive 3D undertaking that's like meant to be real? Like, I think it's cool that it's cutesy and, and kind of takes a little fun style on the original game. Doesn't add maybe that much. It seems like most of the stuff they added, which is interesting, is cosmetic stuff. Yeah. They added a style shop where you can change what your character looks like. They added stickers you can put on Pokeballs, which I is really that. adorable. I love that so yeah. much. <laughs> I love that. Do they actually do stuff? Does that make a difference in the yeah, game? Yeah, so they'll have effects like when you throw your Pokeball to to send your your Pokemon out to go fight, it might do like fireworks or like stars oh. or confetti, you know, a bunch of different stuff. So it, it affects the way that, you know, what you're actually seeing visually uh, happen as well. So I just thought it's an, it's a neat little touch. Like they don't have to yeah. do that. It's just a neat little yeah. thing to personalize um, your Pokemon, your Pokeballs and make it feel a little bit more like you i think that's cool i mean let's let, like i mean if they come out and they make an updated graphic version of the game put it on its switch i mean let's be honest i mean they don't have to do anything and that would sell great mm-hmm. anyway a new generation getting to play that story especially a game the ds pokemon games especially this brilliant uh, diamond and pearl i feel like maybe didn't get enough play at the time uh, before 3ds kind of came out and, and steamrolled so 
um, yeah, I think it's really cool to to see, and uh, I think it's cool they added some fun stuff. It may not be what everyone was looking for, and I, I do feel bad for hardcore Pokemon fans maybe still not getting that game they want. But you know, hopefully in the next generation or, or something, they they'll they'll double down. I don't know if that's how they're doing it, but at least you still have all the old games yeah. to play through and and have all that intense uh, stuff they got going on there. Yeah, yeah, I will say the trailer that they put out, the gameplay trailer, probably the best trailer for a pokemon game that i've seen it just like really got me hyped i thought the music was great the music the editing like mm-hmm. doing zoomed in parts of the of the dialogue the text dialogue i thought was, was cool. really a really cool way to use that mm-hmm. just really good trailer even if you're yeah. not into this game i recommend checking out the trailer they put out today yeah i wasn't even crazy about diamond pearl i think i mentioned that last time i was i was the last games i really really got into were sapphire and ruby but i will say this makes it look so fun and really draws me back i this week i actually was like thinking about getting a switch and then i talked myself out of it um and this almost makes me want to get a switch again like i used to get game boys for i used to get game boys as a kid just because i wanted to play pokemon i right. didn't do anything else half the time on my game boy i would just get a game boy and pokemon for christmas or something and then that's pretty much all i do on it um it makes me want to get a switch or a switch light or something just for pokemon uh, like I used to for Game Boys because these look so cool. And because they have another game coming out, which we all know about, which is really exciting, which is Legends Arceus. This shit looks nuts. This looks so cool. Initially, it looked a little stuttery, famously had pretty bad FPS uh, on a lot of the characters. This looks so much better. Like, so, I mean, I think it's clear. I don't know if anyone saw. I mean, if, if, if you saw the trailer, but you're, you, it's a, as they say at the beginning, it's a world before Pokemon and humans really interacted and their worlds were more separate. They lived on their own. You're kind of the first Pokemon trainer to go out and catalog Pokemon and build out the original Pokedex and, yeah. and catch them. And there's fighting. So, I mean, there is still the game. You know, there's still basically you're fighting in a Poke battle that is turn-based, it looks, in some way. You're still catching Pokemon. But the way you do it is so open. It's Breath of the Wild. I mean, it's what it looks like. The whole game has that feel. The music they use in the trailer has this beautiful, like, sounds like a Zen garden at first. And then it punches up into, like, some battle music. Uh, it looks like a total blast. <laughs> yeah, as far as we know, you're not actually fighting any other trainers in this game because yes. there really aren't any. Yeah. So you're just... else, the few people you see in the game who have dialogue in the trailer are like, Pokemon are terrifying. <laughs> right, right, right. So you're playing, again, you're, you're battling wild Pokemon. Looks like possessed wild Pokemon as well, yeah. maybe. That looks like to, to fill in the trail the trainer thing, maybe. Like there's these like evil red-eyed Pokemon that are possessed in some way. So this almost felt like uh, I was saying in our Discord that to to me this felt because of it's all about exploration and discovery. Like this is a different take on Pokemon. This is not your classic Pokemon game, and it sort of felt to me like an open world Pokemon Snap uh, with some light battling because you're really you're instead of taking pictures, you're going out and cataloging them to fill out the Pokedex. And Mike, I thought made a really good point as well. I like Mike's description. Yeah, he said it's Pokemon meets Breath of the Wild meets Monster Hunter, and almost more so um, the new those uh, new Monster Hunter games, like the one that just came out, yeah, yeah. for Switch. So more like cutesy in that way, turn based in that way. But they're still dodging, and they're still seeing the stuff in the wild, seeing the Pokemon to their true size in the wild, and things like that is really cool. This is really interesting. I don't like. I don't know if this take is going to work for the people who are really all about, you know, battling other trainers and stuff like that. No. This is this really is a totally different kind of Pokemon game that we haven't seen yeah. before and it what's cool is that they didn't just try to fit the old style of game into this 
world a hundred years ago or, or hundreds of years ago, whatever it is, yeah. a thousand maybe even, I don't know. Yeah. Instead, what they did was they said, okay, well, that doesn't fit. So let's go about this a different way. Let's, you know, we, this is the beginning of Pokemon and, and, and people coming together and yeah, we're, we're cataloging the Pokedex, creating the first ever list of, of Pokemon because it doesn't exist before this. So it's, it's cool. It's a neat take. And I just don't know. I'm worried that there's not going to be the same audience for it. And this game is going to sell well. It, it's going to, but even if it's good, I worry that just, I don't, I don't really, I don't really know who it's for. I feel like they're like, Hey, we have Pokemon. It's a good IP and it's a good excuse for us to make a breath of the wild game. That's going to do crazy. Well, I think there's people who want more games that feel like that. And if they can capture that energy, it could be Pokemon or it could be anything. But I think having Pokemon as an IP to use as a, as a, as you know, use Pokemon as the paint to build this game on a canvas is really cool. Right. I guess it's just, it's just hard for me because Pokemon has been one thing for so long. It's hard yep. for me to, to understand how it's going to work like this. Which... I love it. I always feel like it's hard to understand how the Pokemon world came, became the way it is. And it's yeah. so cool to just That's put yourself back there and have it be much simpler again, like breath of the wild, a much simpler take of the world. That's, that's, that's more open and has green and it isn't afraid to have empty space a little bit and let you explore and do things your own way. I'm very interested to see if they can pull it off. I saw a lot of people saying that, you know, game freak really does seem like they're stepping it up a little bit here. I just want there to be more to do. Like I'm taking out the whole battling aspect against other trainers really trips me up like that's what i'm really getting caught up on because that's such a huge part of pokemon but i think it's better to not think of it like a pokemon game right think True. of it like a breath of the wild right like think of it like you're running around you're interacting with monsters you're catching them you're seeing things i mean you might you know you wouldn't like look at you know you know what i mean you know what i mean it's, it's it has to come from a different angle i won't claim to be a master of like breath of the wild but i think that game is a lot of like make your own fun is the enjoyment of that game in a True. lot of ways and the longevity of that and i feel like this is going to have a lot of that feeling to it I hope the really story good is good. I, I mean, Pokemon's never Pokemon has had some good stories here and there, yeah. like uh, Black and White had a pretty good storyline. So, hey, Pokemon movie, the world will turn to ash. Come on, <laughs> <laughs> it's classic, classic. But if the story's good, that'll that'll help facilitate this sort of discovery and, and exploration type of gameplay. But if the story's not very good, then it's it's almost gonna feel like it's for. Yeah, yeah, I get that. Um, I think it will require a little bit of like you know imagination, maybe, which is cool to see. Uh, but it would be good to have that have a linear story as well if you if you want that. Um, I think also it's interesting to note because of the time constraint, because of putting it in that well, not constraint, but because of putting it in that setting, in that time setting. I, I'm wondering. Um, will we see a different way of interacting with Pokemon? I like that there's more vener venerability. People are like uh, take take it like very cautious of Pokemon. They respect Pokemon and like this like I'm afraid of Pokemon way. I kind of like that because we, there's often like you know memes and jokes about how Pokemon's kind of fucked up. Like you're like catching these animals and balls it's and like, making them fight each other and <laughs> dog fighting. And yeah. I think it's really cool to see a time where the Pokemon get to be wild. And I wonder if Game Freak or the Pokemon Company will kind of have the the cojones to come out and be like, like to kind of in the game, 
make note of how the Pokemon are a little more free or, or to kind of, you know, just yeah, kind maybe. of tr- treat, treat them more equally or I don't know. It's interesting to see it. I, I, I like to see the Pokemon just running around in the fields. It's so nice to see Pokemon just out in the world living their lives. Um, Cause I feel like we don't see enough of that. Like, like you said, with Pokemon snap, you do get that vibe. I feel like you're going to see a bunch of wild Pokemon hanging around in herds and things like that. Cut to Alan Grant being like, yeah. they do move in herds. Uh, yeah. I want to see a bunch of Rhydons just like wandering through a, a grassy field or something. It's pretty cool. No, that's a great point. You do. I feel like in the show over the years, you get a little bit of that. A little bit. But you, do, yeah, in the games, like up until now, you really, like, you really just don't see Pokemon just like in their natural habitat hanging out. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, I, one other thing too, I'll say is just uh, something that comes toward the end of the trailer, traversal. Holy shit, when you like jump off a cliff and you grab onto like yeah. the, you're holding like a glider under a flying Pokemon and they show multiple areas, you fly, you're controlling flying, like, like maybe it looks like unbelievable. So cool. Like, I mean, fly was already such, like these, these HM moves, surf, fly, these things that like let you traverse the game. It was so cool. And then they cut to you on a big fish and you're surfing through the ocean. They, you have a mount, you have a big stag mount. Yeah. Now my question, obviously this is like, I'd be totally fine if these are the only Pokemon that are able to do this. But also, maybe there will be, maybe not all water Pokemon, but maybe there will be many, a, a different, you know, 10 Pokemon that can learn Surf or this many Pokemon that can learn Fly. It'd be cool to have different models and have different some different Pokemon that you could, I mean, it's essentially a mount system, um, which is amazing to imagine like a cosmetic mount system that's also tied to the strength of that Pokemon, maybe. Very, that really clinched to me that this is... This could have real legs. This could even be, it's Nintendo, so I mean, we're not going to see it, but this could even be like a really cool, like, service game, like a games of the service kind of Ooh. game where they sell, like, interesting cosmetics and interesting mounts. I'm just seeing, like, the way that like, Guild Wars 2 mounts work that are kind of interesting and a little different. Yeah. This this makes me think of this a little bit. Um, you could do something weird with it. Honestly, I think this could feed really well. If this goes well, maybe this could turn into, like, an MMO light or something um, that, that uses this kind of gameplay style. Th- there's just a lot here. This is the this to me is the blueprint for where Pokemon could go in a very interesting direction and a direction that actually um, really gets me excited for the future of the franchise as someone who kind of got sick of the main battling going through the gyms uh, thing. If Pokemon weren't a Nintendo franchise, we, we would have had some sort of big online Pokemon game by this point. I feel like, yeah, which yep. you actually got. So there was, wasn't there a Pokemon? So, no, well, there no, were like there unofficial wasn't. ones. But... Yeah, sorry, there wasn't. We got Temtem, which wasn't Tem-tem. Pokemon, but that was very much a Pokemon MMO. In Sword and Shield, there were, so you could like do raids with other players. That's cool. And so it had some aspects of cooperative play like, like lobby co-op. Yeah, I like that. That makes a lot of sense, actually, to play it that way. Yeah, so, I mean, that was kind of cool. You definitely, I mean, Pokemon is... I mean, just just look at Temtem, basically that, but in Pokemon, like it it should be done. It makes so much sense because the whole idea of Pokemon is there's all these trainers running around yeah. and it wouldn't work for this game. It wouldn't work because of the whole concept that you're the only trainer. And I think that was smart to do it like that and to build it that way. So the world doesn't feel empty when you're in this big RPG world. You're like, where are all the other trainers? Right. It's nice that you're the only one. So it makes sense that you're like kind of in this open world and you're like, you're not like, where is everyone? But yeah, I think if you were to build a more modern game, yeah, you should have, it's, it, it lends itself so well to MMO play or something like that. Or even again, these, these destiny MMO like kind of games where you're in a lobby with a bunch of other people in your area and you're all kind of out there. You see them here and there out catching Pokemon with you is pretty cool. 
Anyway, that's enough for Arceus. Very, very exciting. Um, again, talking about Diamond and Pearl making me want to buy a Switch. This also makes me want to buy a Switch. Like, this is so cool. This stuff is awesome. And I and I really tried not to buy... I, I picked up a Switch Lite the other day. I was like, this is just too small. I think this is too small for me to play games. But gosh darn it, uh, if it doesn't look like these Pokemon games. It's bigger than I used to play Pokemon. Uh, bigger than the screen I used to play Pokemon on. So. Very true. Very true. So if I could do it before with my 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 youthful eyes, maybe my old old eyes can still handle it. One last Pokemon thing to talk about. Uh, just at the tail end here, they also talked about Pokemon Unite. The Pokemon MOBA is coming to mobile. A lot of, mm, a lot of MOBA sounds, mobile MOBA, uh, <laughs> on September 22nd. That's coming uh, in just over a month, which is pretty cool. It's going to have crossplay with Switch, which it already came out on Switch. I'm pretty psyched. I remember, Matt, you were saying you were pretty interested in, in checking this game out because you're not much of a MOBA fan, but the Pokemon MOBA thing uh, might happen. And I, I know I saw some people saying there was a lot of pay-to-win tactics, yeah. but now that it's come out, now that it's come out, I've seen some other people say you can, you really can play without really doing the pay-to-win stuff. Like, okay. yeah, people will do that, but you can still have fun. Um, so yeah, I'm looking forward to that. I think I'll probably, unless I end up buying a Switch for some reason, I'll probably check that out on, on uh, mobile and maybe we'll do some cross-play on there. But uh, yeah, might be kind of fun. No, yeah, at this point, I might just try it on mobile as well. But yeah, like you said, yeah. we, we had talked about this before and I was excited. And then, then when it did come out, yeah, there was a lot of pay-to-win talk. And I yeah. think I should still at least just give it a shot. Yeah, give it a shot. I think it'll be a lot of fun. I'm pretty excited for that. Okay, talking about franchises taking game types from other franchises, Pokemon MOBA. Well, we also have Fortnite Among Us. What? We have Fortnite Imposters went live yesterday. Let's talk about it because everyone is talking about it. Uh, they announced it pretty quick. They just said, hey, it's coming out, and it, it just came out. It is Among Us. It is the exact same game type, the, the way it the way that it works, the imposters, the the team meetings, everything, um, but in Fortnite. The Among Us devs have already expressed their displeasure at the mode. They're not happy. What do you think, Matt? Uh, do you think they're right in uh, in feeling this way? I mean, listen, I get it. It's pretty blatant. They really didn't improve on it very much in the sense besides just it being in the Fortnite world in 3D. Otherwise, the game aspects are Among Us pretty pretty heavily. But yeah, what do you think? They can be unhappy about it. Yeah, I mean, they can, but <laughs> this is how games have worked forever. Among Us isn't even the first of its own kind. So we, you got games like Mafia, Salem, Trouble in Terrorist Town. Like, it, it, they didn't invent this genre. So yeah. look, Among Us devs, you got to continue to evolve your game. You can't just stay on top forever. It's not going to happen. It doesn't happen for anyone. People take good ideas and expand on them. This has happened, like I said, in games forever. Uh, Blizzard with WoW used to take the best add-ons and just add them into mm -hmm. WoW. Yeah. This is how genres are created, okay? Because yeah. a game comes out, and then another game is made in that same genre, and then a more, and then another, and another, and now it's a genre, okay? So this this imposter genre, this Among Us genre, this is now a thing, okay? So there are... This isn't the last one. There's going to be other games taking this idea as well. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I mean, the Among Us devs, they took to Twitter. They talked about how tiny they are. They're sad indies right now. And okay, you're all millionaires yeah. now. So it's, it's going to be okay. <laughs> I promise you it's going to be okay. What's that, that meme with Woody Harrelson wiping yeah, his tears with money? Tears with You'll be okay. All right. And if your, yeah. product, if your product, if your game is better than Fortnite's imposter mode, Eventually, imposter mode will be shut down and everyone will go back to Among Us. All right, it's as simple as that. If your game is better, then 
it's the cream is going to rise to the top. That's why your game is good. That's why people eventually found it and it became a sensation because it was a good game. Now, I personally have always liked the idea of Among Us. I don't I don't really like the original game. I just don't like the the art style. I don't really like the little characters. Yeah. So I like the idea of the game. I like that genre. Like I said, these other games that have already done that. Yeah. Okay. So I liked those sort of things. And yeah, you expanded on it. All right. I got to be honest, Paul, I'm excited to try this out. I will, I want to play this Among Us style game in a 3D Me space. Too. And I like the Fortnite characters and I like the Fortnite aesthetic. I'm excited to play my skins in Fortnite to yeah. go in and play. I, I already have Fortnite. I think that's I think that's the end game here. I mean, at the end of the day, this is not going to kill Among Us. I mean, as good as it might be, it's going to be as good as it is. It, 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 I, I, I think Among Us has a very clear fan base. People love the characters. They love the art style. They love the devs. Uh, and that's awesome. Good for them. I am also not a big Among Us guy. I just don't love the art style. It just never caught me. The, the gameplay uh, just wasn't for me. Um, I, I think it's good if you can start playing with a group of friends. I just didn't do that. So that, that is what it is. But Fortnite, I already know people who play Fortnite, um, who I would play Fortnite with, Matt included. Um, I already have skins. I already have the game. You know, if I can just pop into an imposter mode and try it out, cool. That sounds like a lot of fun. I think that's what it's for. I don't think they're going to steal Among Us players away from playing Among Us. I think it's still going to be a, a smash hit game for considering, you know, considering what it is and and probably, you know, how complex it is, which... It really isn't. I think I think it's going to have a fair player base. This is to grab people who are already playing Fortnite and give them something fun to do. Yeah, you know, it is what it is. Fortnite is always throwing things at the wall uh, to see what sticks and trying out different modes. And this is just another one. By the way, Fortnite's free. So yeah, no, Among Us is free in some. Among Us is free on mobile. It is. Yeah, yeah, um, but That's not right. on PC. Yeah. And let's also remember why Fortnite is as big as it is because they looked at PUBG, saw what yeah. they were doing, pivoted, yeah. made the battle royale mode, yeah. and just did it better. Yeah. At least a lot of people would agree that they did it better. There are people obviously yeah. who prefer Again. PUBG. Yeah. Again, it made it more accessible too. And I think that's again another thing about this imposter mode, right? Fortnite is so accessible in a way that PUBG wasn't. Fortnite was free from the very beginning in the battle royale, PUBG not. And I think imposters is once like you said, free. Um, among us on PC is not so again it's just and you're already playing Fortnite at this point now unlike before when they were trying to just break out you weren't playing save the world and then you moved to battle royale but this at this point there's a legion of kids who can just you know pop into imposter mode and have a good time with a fun game mode cool let's see if they i'd like to see if they can innovate on it that'd be awesome because it is an interesting game type it's it's fun to play these uh, who's the killer games it's a fun party game in real life it's fun online to the among us devs if you continue to build onto your game this is only going to make people more interested in trying out among us you know if yeah. if you make among us better people who never would have even tried it but play fortnite and play this imposter mode and like it see that you're doing new things in among us they'll go over there but you have to you you have to keep working that's just how that's just how it is i'm mm. sorry <laughs> you have to keep I mean, developing your game you got to Phil Spencer it, man. You got to come out and be like, hey, awesome. I love that there's great competition and people are making more great games for everyone to enjoy. And now we're going to go back to doing what we're doing and kicking butt. Like, you, you got to come out like that because I think it just comes off a little sour grapes at this point. And I, I, I came in initially to this show kind of being like, you know, I feel bad for the Among Us devs. But honestly, you know, I mean, you just, you can't, you, I, you know, it's fair to be like, oh, darn, those guys like took some of our, our a lot of our key concepts and use them but it's like hey you know i mean they're just concepts they weren't you don't own them uh right. and 
it's fair. To, there's really no competition in this space right now for these imposter games. Not like nothing like Among Us. So, you know, welcome a little competition. Let's get crazy with it. You know, this could just make it more exciting. It's it's creating a genre out of something that maybe was only just your game and a couple other people. It's not even gaming, Paul. Like this happens in everything. I know. Divergent I know. is Hunger Games. Percy Jackson is Harry Potter. Like this, it, this happens everywhere. So like they can't. I think maybe the problem is they're like, oh, here's this big conglomerate and they're just taking everyone's game, taking all the good indie game ideas and turning it into their own. And it's like, well, I don't know that you just got to deal with that. Maybe go, hey, Fortnite will never be as good as us because they, they have to water everything down to Fortnite. Make that argument or something. Not like, oh, we can't. We'll never beat Fortnite. It's like, that's kind of a weird argument to make. Do you not think your game's good? I'm sorry. Maybe I'm being a little harsh, but you know, I don't know. I mean, be happy. This never even would have happened if you didn't have a major success anyway. So. Yeah, absolutely. There's always going to be people reaching at you. You're always going to have big companies coming at you. You know, you guys have a lot of resources. I'm excited. Anyway, we gave it too much time. Uh, mostly we're just talking to, <laughs> talking to the Among Us devs who aren't listening. But uh, that being said, I'm excited for imposter mode. It looks like a lot of fun. Uh, really excited to give it a try with you, Matt. I'm sure we can talk about it later in uh the week or, or next week yeah i want to try this i'm, I'm yeah. excited yeah looks like a lot of fun moving on call of duty vanguard uh pretty exciting tomorrow is going to be the big event uh don't forget the battle for battle of verdansk uh they're going to announce all of the cool stuff and show off uh things in warzone um but we also have some news today that alpha testing will begin on the 27th of august for call of duty vanguard which is pretty cool. And this is like a public alpha, right? People can get in and play this. Yeah, it's free. So I know, I, I think I read that for the beta, you'll end up having to pre-purchase the game, but this alpha is yeah. free. However, there's a, there's a caveat here, Paul. And that is that this alpha is only on PlayStation. You know, this doesn't really surprise me. Um, you know, Call of Duty has been having PlayStation exclusives and timed exclusives or not even that, um, being advertised as best on PlayStation for a long time. When I think of Call of Duty, I think of, you know, back on the Xbox 360 days, like they were so linked, it felt like. It's yeah. never felt like a PlayStation thing to me. It's I guess al for it's me, always it kind felt of like has. Really? Yeah. Interesting. It's always felt like an Xbox thing to me. And almost I feel like they did that, a good job with the marketing in that they've been like, hey, play COD on PC, PS, uh, PlayStation, that I think of that. Yeah, I guess so. It always felt like, you know, when you when you used to think about like COD being like this bro-y game or whatever, yeah. it always sort of went along with the Xbox thing. Xbox Live bros. Yeah. Yep. I, so I don't know. But maybe, maybe you're right. Maybe amongst the general public, it has shifted in the last five, six years or so. Yeah, I think the general public probably sees it, which in a way that I also see it is just like the ultimate multiplat in terms of being Xbox True, and yeah. P PlayStation. You know, I always feel like you can always play COD on anything. It's like they even have COD on phones. It's just like, oh, you know, rock some COD, play some COD. I've always played it on both platforms. I've, I've used different ones to play Call of Duty. It just feels like a class. It just feels like the default shooter at this point. And so I imagine it being on everything. You know, it's funny. Now that you say that, I've never played Call of Duty on a PlayStation. It's always been on Xbox I know, or PC. I, I actually said I use both, but that's that's a lie. I I have I know it's on PlayStation. I've actually only ever played Call of Duty on Xbox. Why would you lie? I don't know. I'm just like I don't know. I've like seen it on there. I know people who played it on there, but I but I always played it on Xbox. Uh, I've always been an Xbox Call of Duty guy. I played a lot of Call of Duty on Xbox too, which is so funny. But I still think like. I still think I just think about how they how Activision wants us to think of Call of Duty, and I always think they want us to think of it as being like a PlayStation thing because they got paid to want you to think that. The first game I ever saw on Xbox 360 was Call of Duty 2, and wow. when I when I saw that, I was I was like 
okay, one, I have to get an Xbox 360. This is amazing. And two, I was like, games are never going to look better than this. How is it possible? This is amazing. <laughs> this is yeah. COD 2 back yeah. on Xbox 360. For sure. I mean, I don't know. They look pretty good. I I, I think we're, we are, they still are getting less and less. In, in, like, I think at that console, the Xbox 360, PlayStation uh, 3 kind of thing. We've been much more iterative since then than we were from everything between those ones. So I, I feel like yeah, Xbox, I the original Xbox was still a little polygony, you know, PS2. That really got everything smoother. And then every, since then, it's just been refinement, refinement, refinement. Um, to the point where if you look now, it looks like garbage. But it still looks closer to... Games now look closer to the 360 than they do... Than the 360 looked to, like, the original Xbox kind of thing. True. Yeah, yeah, yeah I agree with that. That's my take. That. I don't know. Yeah. Speaking of how great games look, we have, uh, you know, if you can manage to get yourself a GPU, you can enjoy how beautiful games look uh, or manage to get a PS5 or anything with a GPU. Well, the, you know what? NVIDIA and AMD aren't the only ones making GPUs anymore. Intel is getting into the GPU game. They've just been recently kind of in the news uh, in the last year or two getting trounced by AMD finally for their uh, their general uh, PC, uh, you know, architecture and their, and their uh, CPUs. Now, in, they're trying to get back in, in the GPU space. So this is going to be called Intel Arc. Um, and it looks like, um, basically, they're, they're working from what they do, but they're Xeon processors. They're Xe processors. I don't know how you pronounce that. But uh, they, they tried to get into that recently, low-powered uh, processors. They had them in laptops and things like that as like an integrated GPU. Now they're adding, uh, they came up with a dedicated GPU called DG1. I guess right. discrete graphics one, and that was in desktops, but it was not gaming ready. So this is DG2. This is going to be supposedly gaming ready. They showed it playing Metro Exodus. Well, they didn't show it. I mean, they showed like a, a, a thing showing it playing Metro Exodus. I forget what else. They showed a couple games, PUBG. Um, it looked pretty smooth. Evidently, the first generation, uh, they're codenaming Alchemist. These all have great codenames. Alchemist will come out Q1 2022. We'll see about that, but that's exciting to think about. Very coming up very soon um that is soon. you know i mean to be fair uh, i think the hopes are that maybe some of these chip shortages might be starting starting to get uh, sorted out by then so we'll see and then some of the future generations they're talking about are called battle mage celestial and druid so freaking cool i love that um but yeah it, it, it looks cool uh, it looks interesting supposedly they're using some software that's similar to dlss on the nvidia cards um oh, they're good. doing like the super sampling kind of stuff they're trying to like raise some lower resolution stuff to look a little bit smoother We'll see. Uh, I think that's kind of the general vibe. I mean, Intel's been falling behind a lot in the chip game to mobile chips, to AMD, to in a lot of ways, in power um, and also efficiency. They have certainly not been garbage, but they're falling behind. And even Apple isn't using Intel chips anymore. They've moved to their own architecture. Um, so we'll have to see how this gaming chip goes. Uh, I'm I'm feeling optimistic. I just think it's cool to get more um, players in the space um, to have AMD and NVIDIA and then also have Intel get in there. If they can make something halfway decent, that's going to be great. And just have another person making GPUs right now would be incredible because we just don't have enough GPUs and GPUs are an insane commodity. So I'm excited to see just someone else make something <laughs> yeah that's pretty much my take like i don't really know a whole lot about this stuff but i do know that competition is good uh, yeah. for the consumer i know that this might help drive prices down this is going to yeah. help supply and this is going to help the product all of the products in general get better they're going to have to going to push each other forward so i know that that's that's good you know <laughs> i don't know anything mm -hmm. more about the specifics really but 
yeah. yeah, it's good news. It's it's wild. These are like the Nvidia hasn't or sorry, Intel hasn't made uh gaming chips in like over 20 years um besides until XE that they made wow. uh earlier in January. So they have not like like de- like discrete GPUs. So it's pretty wild to see them making uh, just trying to get back in the space all of a sudden. I feel like they're seeing how crazy GPUs are. Maybe they think they can secure the chips a little better. Or maybe they think, maybe, I mean, I feel like they have to think they're onto something here or they're just coming in and thinking the going's got to be good because people want GPUs more than ever. Maybe they're just trying to get a Bitcoin mining business going. I don't, I don't know. We'll have to see. But maybe they felt like it was a good time to jump in because it's almost like this dead period where there's not a whole lot of movement with the, right. with, there's could because there's not a lot of supply so yeah uh maybe there's they just felt like it's a good time to come in we're gonna have a little bit of extra time to get things right so yeah. we're not behind right away maybe, maybe that's and it's like because it's harder to get um a 3090 or any any gpu but i mean like some of the top end gpus that should they're actually more affordable than ever are hard to get someone if you happen to see a you know a, a intel arc gpu at a store you'd be more interested in buying that just to have something yeah. than you would have before when you could also see it sitting right beside a 3090 or something, right? So exactly. I think, I think yeah, having less on the shelves right now and you see both, you might just like out of desperation grab the Intel GPU. Maybe that's their sale tactic. And then if that year goes well, then they've built, they built something. So yeah, yeah interesting to see, really exciting uh, as someone myself who, you know, always is looking to, I've actually this year was more interested in uh, building a gaming PC than ever in the last few years but priced out by the GPUs. So we'll see. We'll see how that goes. Moving on, talking about Sea of Thieves, Matt. Uh, you and I both love Sea of Thieves, love one it. of our one of our classic fave games to play together. Sea of Thieves uh, had a little nice little letter they came out with. They, they posted on Twitter, still yeah. setting personal records. They said, thank you so much for playing, what was it called? Uh, a Pirate's, Pirate's Life. Yeah, uh, the DLC. They were saying thanks so much, everyone who played it. Um, they noticed this huge uptick. They said this past June, when a Pirate's Life came out, they saw 4.8 million active players, which I believe is their all-time high. And we're yeah, we're almost four years after the game launched, uh, and we're still hitting new records. I mean, this DLC was like chef's kiss so perfect it was great um it was just a lot of fun it added something that the game didn't have enough of which is like the tall like story real story in depth tall tales um really taking advantage of those puzzle systems and not just kind of the lackluster combat um but also you know improving on combat adding some ranged combat with the the tridents that were pretty cool there's a lot going on here we still have to work our way through all of a pirate's life but uh I'm I'm always excited to see Rare and Sea of Thieves uh, succeed because it's just such a novel game. As I say a million times, it's a game that's made to just be fun. I yeah. feel like, and and there really aren't enough games like that anymore. And I just I I'm so happy to see it. So we started playing Sea of Thieves like a year and a half ago, and I don't even rem- remember why we tried it, it was because a peak pandemic game for us. I think that was it was, it, yeah. but like there, it was a time when like Sea of Thieves was way on the back burner like it was not yeah. on the forefront of the conversation yep. and it really still isn't but it's crazy yep. how this game has grown so much in the last year and yep. a half and a lot of it must have been quarantine stuff but also um the the pirate's life dlc obviously helped it a ton yep. i'm just happy to see that people are discovering this game and playing it because yep. it's, sea of thieves is a really good game and it took a little while for it to find its legs and to mm-hmm. figure out what it wanted to be and to actually have some real content in it let's be honest <laughs> but now sea of thieves is awesome like if you go in yeah. if you you i will say that i don't enjoy playing it solo but there are people that do but Many playing people. with friends 
I mean, there aren't a lot of games that I enjoy more than Sea of Thieves. Yeah, I agree. It's such a good friend game. Uh, it's so beautiful just to be out in the water in your pirate ship, and it doesn't feel bogged down by systems or by, you know, having to get your certain gears better than others. All the gears the same. Everyone has the same stuff. Uh, it's all about just cosmetics and enjoying the moment and, and just being there, and everyone's on this level playing field. It's very nice. It has that kind of the feel, almost like Halo, like the arena shooter thing, in the sense that, like, you know, nobody has better gear than you. No one has a loadout. No one has pay to win. It's just like everyone starts the same and you're all just kind of fucking around and you're all at the same level. I mean, in terms I mean, skill is different, but I mean, in terms of like how your character is. And that's what Sea of Thieves feels too. You all just kind of start out like pirates and you just have fun. A lot. It's a blast. I could talk about it forever. <laughs> also, the greatest water physics and water graphics we've said we've ever seen. So. so cool so cool there's nothing better than your ship being on fire and having to like put it out with buckets of water and then bail it or bail out the water after because you have a hole in your ship very cool again so simple but they just nailed some really cool aspects like that that really make it feel real speaking of another game that was kind of pretty interesting i feel like in the last year biomutant yeah. biomutant has sold one million units this is pretty wild they they, they announced uh they broke even after just one week of sales, which is congratulations. That's a fantastic, yeah. fantastic thing to, to feel after one week, I'm sure. Uh, a million units is very healthy, I feel like, for a game that kind of came out of nowhere. Almost like early in marketing felt like kind of like a shovelware, or like a shovelware, a vaporware kind of game that yeah. maybe wasn't going to come out or looked too like kind of too, delays too, too. too weird, had some delays. Um, really had this weird Eurojank vibe, and it came out, uh, and it uh, was fine. I, yeah. I feel like it really. I've seen. I saw someone interesting. I saw someone say something interesting recently, which was um, that Game Pass is really kind of helping to bring back almost this, this era of double A games. Um, a lot of games that don't maybe cost that much in development. Some indie studios can can make them, but they're not like fully hundred percent those like triple A's that we used to imagine. Right. And I think that's really interesting. And this feels like that kind of thing. This feels like such a double A game. Um, it's not on Game Pass, but I mean, I'm just saying. And uh, I, I think, you know, that's fine. I, I think maybe some people thought it was going to be a little bit better, a little bit more polished. Say la vie. Um, but it does seem really interesting to me doing something a little bit different than uh, than other people. Yeah, I think some expectations for the game were maybe a little bit higher than 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 was realistic. Uh, I know we have a buddy who who played this game when it first came out, and he he liked it then. And so yeah. since then, they've even patched some things in to make it better experience, more quality life stuff, making things a little bit less irritating as far as like the narrator and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that a million units may be a little surprising, just because I feel like the game people were excited for it, and then the reviews were not good, and so it yeah. lost a lot of steam. Yeah, but pun intended pun intended but clearly you know million units solid it's solid and uh going forward i think that this is definitely a studio to watch because even if biomutant isn't the greatest game it's certainly a neat idea for a game and they they are doing some neat things in that game and so i think going forward this is a studio that i'm i'm definitely going to be keeping an eye on yeah, absolutely. Yeah, when you see something like a 67% Metacritic score, that's a tough, that's a toughie. It's one of those things where it's like, this game could be really good, but like probably only if you're a certain kind of person and like, am I the right kind of person? Like, I feel like that's where you get with like 60, 60, you're like, nah, I don't know. Right. Uh, 70 something, but yeah, 67 is a tough, 
a tough sell sometimes. Um, I think another thing too. Steam. Yeah, and I and I think another thing too is like a lot of people again bought it off of hype and liked it enough or were willing to give them enough of a chance that they didn't return it. Um, and so they kept it. I think that was a thing. And also there were a lot of launch day sales. Um, there were like a ton of weird sale things that happened immediately on Biomutant. I know in a lot of countries, like in Canada, they did, they did it strangely. A lot of our, it was like, I think a, like a full on $60 game in the U S right. Yeah. So that's, and it was, that was weird. So most, so most of our games in Canada to balance out for pricing is are, are $80 that are $60 games. Um, but the game was actually $60 in Canada. Um, but it did say it should be 80, but it was discounted. And they did that in a lot of other countries, too. I saw some EU countries and some other things, too, that, that didn't really balance the price to match uh, currencies. I don't know if that was on purpose or what the purpose of that was. It almost felt like they didn't account for that. I'm not sure. Yeah. Um, but there were a lot of good pricing incentives for people who aren't from the U.S. Uh, when it initially came out. And even then, in the first few months, I've seen like 10%, 20%, like, like decent sales in the game. Not Not big ones, but for a launch game. Not bad. It's interesting that you bring that up because I was actually specifically going to say that it's kind of crazy that they've sold this game so well, you know, a million units for a game like this, despite having like no sales. Like this game is not going on sale. Not like it probably should. Yeah. I don't know if it's gone on sale and if it has, it's only been like five or 10 bucks off. Yeah. I've seen like, yeah, I've seen like 10%, maybe 20%, maybe maybe 15. And I really thought that this was going to be one of those games that really early went like half price or like even more than that. And that's kind of what I'm waiting for. I'm waiting for this game to be like 20 bucks and then I'll grab it. I'm shocked that it's not already been at 20 bucks like multiple times yeah i think it looks like a lot of fun i would play this on game pass easily i would pay 20 bucks for this like you said um this looks like a a really weird interesting game i'd like to see more from this developer like you're also saying but yeah i don't know if i'd pay full full price this is something i'll check out later and 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 kind of like you know accept that it had its bugs but it was interesting yeah well that is it. That's the the tail end of it for GG Replay today. It felt like we were talking for two hours. There were so many interesting stories today, which was awesome. So yeah, just uh, just a reminder to everyone: if you like what you're listening to or watching on your screen or speakers, um, and not necessarily in that order, um, <laughs> then head on over to www.goodnightgroups.com. Does anyone say www dot before they say a website anymore? Goodnightgroups.com. We have blogs. We have podcasts. We have videos. We have all our socials on there with more content posted behind the scenes uh, and memes, the whole thing. Um, So go check it out. And also don't forget to check out our Twitch uh, and give that a follow because we will be doing our stream for opening night live on August 25th uh, at 1.30 p.m. So make sure to check that out. We will be talking about it in the days leading up to. So if you forget for some reason, don't worry, we'll remind you every GG replay. Um, And also, if you're listening to this on a podcast uh, app, or if you're watching this on YouTube, make sure to give it a thumbs up, give it a five star, give it a review or a comment if you can. Any interaction helps. It's so awesome to hear from everyone. And we really appreciate all the love we get from you guys. And also, reminder, last thing, we do have a Patreon. No pressure, because we know we do appreciate anything. Anything is good. But if you're feeling extra generous, um, we do have a $1, $3, and $5 tier. $3 gets you early access to our all-encompassing gaming podcast, Game Groups, which comes out on Sunday. But if you pay $3 a month, you can get it on Friday. Also, a bunch of other awesome things, like getting to talk to us a little bit early, getting special shout-outs in the shows. Really important and fun stuff for our super fans, if we have any, which we do. We do have a few super fans, so we appreciate all of you out there. Uh, Matt, do you have anything else to say before we sign off the replay today? 
No, just welcome to all the new audio listeners. We've had a bunch of new ones over the last two weeks. Yes. Thank you guys so much for listening, and, and hopefully we can we can meet you during the uh, during the live stream on the twenty fifth. Yeah, we'd love to talk to people. We really hope to see some like people who listen that we don't often hear from in our live stream. That would be really cool. We have actually doubled our monthly listener count, I think, in the last uh, few weeks. So Tripled it, probably. Yeah, probably tripled it, which is awesome. So really, really cool to see. It's not just our uh, our wives and, and, and moms listening anymore. We actually <laughs> do have some listeners. So appreciate everyone out there who is listening. Uh, we can't thank you enough for just letting us talk, not just into the void and to each other. So <laughs> we really appreciate it. Uh, that is going to be it for today's GG Replay for Wednesday, August 18th, 2021. We'll see you all on Friday for a nice laid back time where we discuss the latest in gaming news once again. Good night.